0: Overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on his people in an embarrassment of riches.
1: I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible.
0: Good evening and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hello. Hi Laura. Hi. <laughs> hey, so I just um recently listened back to our first two episodes of this season. Oh, I did too. Did you really? No. Oh, okay. I was, I'm just going to be shocked. But listen, let me, you know how I always say on this podcast and to you and probably to people all the time that I only have five stories. Mm-hmm. If you know me well, you've heard them all many times. I feel like I have. I cannot tell you how many, I on both of those episodes, I tell that Molly Dykstra. Uh, <laughs> I did know that you did that. I, I wasn't 100% sure that I did it. And I mm-hmm. listened to them today and I was like, oh, wow. So sorry, guys. I'm not even going to edit it out because it's But like you know so what? Much. We have
1: the power to release them when we want. So you could make one of those like release six. I know. But now we're throwing this in there. That's true. Oh. But that's that's true. Well, then maybe we'll give a prize out to the person that listens to them in whatever order you release them and can identify which two podcasts you told that story in.
0: Okay. And maybe I'll tell it again. Some some other
1: time yeah. during the season or in the comments of this episode post what the name of jess's memoir will be
0: oh yeah <laughs> that's that's if we were getting really like savvy on our social media where I'm we like, were like i don't even know what prize like we, we would give we get people that interact Kristen, can you provide us with a prize from the <laughs> women's
1: ministry closet I have a prize box at home. You could get like a slap bracelet I'll, or a I'm sticky hand. I'm going to the dentist
0: later this month. I'll get something Ooh, out of it. grab a them. prize. A little <laughs> bouncy ball. Oh,
1: like people can like our, it, get I down with Those that. paddle
0: balls. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, we do need to talk about August 19th. Yes. Is that right? August it is.
1: 19th. Yes. I got confused with last year and this year. It is August 19th, Saturday. 10 to 12.
0: Yes. At Slate, right next door to Shady's. Oh, Yes, it is right next door.
1: I just ate at Shady's this evening. Yes,
0: so the Women's Ministry Brunch this year is going to be on August 19th, Saturday, 10 to noon at Slate. And we are so excited to get to be hosting again, and we'll have a panel of women And it'll be similar format to
1: last year, but Laura and I are super excited about it, and we hope you guys make plans to join us. Sign up early. Tickets are $10. Um, There are more spots than last year, but it did totally fill up last year um, with a wait list. So sign up as soon as you see that come out.
0: Yes, and there's more people at our church this year than there were last
1: year. As evidenced by parking each Sunday, even on Sundays like the, the first Sunday of summer when I don't think it's going to be crazy. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Let's talk more about traffic and... Those are...
1: Inter- I want to tell you all about a dream I had last oh, night. These okay. are all really entertaining
0: conversations. <laughs> tell us about the dream. I'm kidding. Those oh, are like the okay. most boring conversations. I, I did have a weird dream where, where I was nursing someone else's child. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was weird. I was babysitting them and... I don't, I don't know how to respond to this. Okay. Let's just introduce our guest. Okay, hey, it's Meredith
1: Miller. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I am sorry.
0: <laughs> I think Meredith's a good guest
1: to have that little snippet on with, right? She yeah. can handle it. <laughs> I feel like Meredith, you can roll with most things. Like, oh yeah, you're not, you're not gonna get real frazzled by a lot. No. Well, <laughs> do you, that is accurate. You do seem a little uncomfortable, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you just talked about nursing someone else's baby into a microphone. So, well, honestly, I, I was mean, I was
2: wondering how old the child was. I during- did.
1: I was. I do sometimes
0: sometimes what you might not know about me is sometimes like I title stories, like my own stories like a little more dramatically than what actually happened. So like the time I nursed someone else's child, mm. I actually that is one of my stories, not just a dream. Mm. But I didn't really nurse their child, but I did give them breast milk.
1: Uh, okay. so <laughs> that a, will not be the title of your episode. Okay, of I don't, I was, don't,
0: <laughs> don't worry. I, who's to say? I what will the title not let, will be? let that happen. I <laughs> okay.
2: okay. will not. be Anyway, an identifier.
0: anyway, in real life, I only just gave somebody a bag of of breast milk when their kid's face was breaking out from the weird almond milk mm. bougie mm. formula
1: they mm-hmm. had. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I got a bag of breast milk. Oh, when we right when we here, first adopted so. Lincoln, um, our neighbor had stockpiled a ton of
0: sure. No, numbers. I don't she think that's weird, to to. but I do think maybe suckling someone else's child. I, I think we can move on.
1: I think mean, <laughs> we should just walk forward from you the spot like where we are okay, now. I think we have hashed this out as much as we can. this. Oh, oh my gosh. No, no, <laughs> no. no.
0: <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs> it's just empty sacks. It's dry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hi. Meredith. Hi. Meredith. So I first met slash heard of Meredith last year because Meredith was part of our panel. So Kristen mm-hmm. Poole said, "Hey, what, you know, how about Meredith Miller?" I said, "I don't know Meredith Miller, but I'll give her a call and talk to her." I was maybe on the on the phone with her I think for an hour and a half. <laughs> I went on a walk on the perimeter of our neighborhood and I talked to her the whole time. 5 minutes in, I was like, "Hey, I mean, we this is not what Kristen was wanting you to talk about, <laughs> but also this is great. And how about I think you should come on a podcast? Like, and next- you told
1: me immediately after this that she's awesome. We've got to have her on the podcast. We can only talk about a little portion of her story, yes, in the panel. Um, but God's done a big work in you, yes. So, yes. um, do you have
0: an idea of like, do you, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Your childhood, you know, any of that?
1: Yeah. How did you grow up? Where did you grow
0: up? Sure. Yeah. So
2: I am. I'm excited. I'm actually going to be turning 40 this year. Ooh. When's Ooh. your birthday? July 17th. Oh, right around the corner. Yes.
1: Yours is is yours the? I don't care to share that 15, information publicly. 14? No one knows that. I think my younger brother can't even tell you my It's either
0: the 13th, 14th, or 15th. And she loves to be celebrated. I
1: <laughs>
2: <my> <laughs> I can tell. But you're
0: the 17th. Yes. Okay, and so I have
2: my I have my birthday bash Ooh, um, coming up. For, for next month. Um, I'm going to do a, a pool party at my friend's house. Oh, fun. <laughs> Since I don't have a pool. Nice. And so I actually, I was born in Colorado, but don't yeah. remember that because I was only there for a year. And then I we, my family moved to Arizona and we were there right outside of of uh, Phoenix. We lived in Tempe for up and through my fifth grade year. And then it was, um, it was a very interesting, lots of culture shock to go from there to a smaller town in North Carolina. I bet. <laughs> and um, when I was going, when I was in fifth grade. So and- that's
1: three moves? Before fifth grade? Like three moves going into the fifth grade? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. It was, um, and my parents are originally from Florida, so I always say their story is like the three bears. They went to Colorado and it was too cold, and then they went to (laughs) Arizona, it was too hot, and then North Carolina was just right. right. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, then I I stayed in North Carolina and, you know, uh, went to school there and whatnot, and it was was funny because when I had moved from Arizona, I, um, (laughs) it was very difficult for me to make friends because I was like a whole year ahead in school, apparently, Mm. I guess the way the school systems worked out and so I the teacher like enlisted me as her aide, and so she had me like help teach some of the kids math concepts and whatnot and I'm like the kids didn't love that and (laughs) want to be your best friend
0: (laughs) but do you do you feel like I I feel like Meredith puts off like Sedona
1: vibes I haven't been to Uh, Sedona but I have (gasps) met your daughter and she seems like very smart and mature and I could see that being like a little Meredith vibe Right oh there. my
2: gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah. It's was okay. Yes. Yeah. One I love Sedona. Me yes. too.
1: But do you to- do you feel like you could
0: fit in in Sedona? Yeah. I totally do too. Okay.
2: Yeah. Now, yeah. Mm. When I was a uh, younger, probably no. <laughs> I was too high strung, and um, so you are
1: employed as like the teacher's aide. Yeah, really employed. And so it was hard to make friends.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So which was interesting. But then I was it was good because then we went to middle school the next year and then I was able to get into band. So band Mm -hmm. was my my big thing. And it was actually very popular, even though I was in a smaller area, our school, uh, middle and high school that we actually had a really large and good band. And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like those friends that I made were, you know, went throughout high school as well so mm-hmm. that, was, that was my thing. I did – marching band was my favorite because I loved – I was not athletic, so I didn't play sports, but I loved watching all the sports. And so getting to go to all the football games and our football team was really good. was awesome and doing marching band. Yeah, just um, being
1: part of that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was awesome.
1: And your parents, they, they were married and mm-hmm. all of y'all – all four of you moved because you said you had a brother? No, I did not.
2: Oh, you were an only child. No, I was sister. Oh, sister. Sorry. Okay,
1: so it was just you. All four of you guys And were... he,
0: and she's half lizard, half centaur. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Is, isn't that what you said?
2: Yeah, exactly. You no, missed wasn't. that part of the conversation. Is that part.
0: Uh, <laughs> Laura, Laura did. She just <laughs>
2: really made that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell us about your brother. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! Just, uh, so one day the milkman came by. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, I have a sister. She's two and a half years younger than me. Mm-hmm. We were always polar opposites. And she she was a she was into fine arts. She was dance. She was actually a dance major mm-hmm. in college. And I was the complete opposite. I was on like the mathlete club and <laughs> and um, I did. I was a biology major in college. So we were kind of stark opposites. She was all about you know fitting with the popular crowd when we were in high school and going to parties and i was you know with with the band geeks biology
1: major who yes i too took biology multiple times multiple times <laughs> same class
2: <laughs> yes i loved biology yes i loved math and biology i like the. pokes
1: Oh, we don't talk the about what? Oklahoma State University. She's oh. making fun of me making really bad grades at Oklahoma State University. Oh, got it. I said, bad go grades pokes. and bad
2: choices. I was like, I know what the Bad grades and were.
0: bad choices. That might be the title of your next <laughs> podcast, Laura. Or your memoirs.
2: Yeah, you I like go. that. Mine was good grades and bad choices. Good <laughs> grades <laughs>
0: and bad choices. Oh, it's done. Hey, hey look at that segue. Tell
2: us, tell us. Tell what us what was life bad. like. Oh, my gosh. So it was, it was interesting because I... Um, like school always came relatively easy to me. Um, I, once I got into middle school, I was able to get into more of like the honors classes and whatnot. And, you know, was pretty much would always make straight A's. And, um, so, you know, I graduated and with super high GPA and, um, you know, was an honor society and all of those things. However, that was kind of, you know, like the definition of who I was, you know, it's like, if I, I wasn't worthy unless mm. I had these grades, you know, and I wasn't in my kind of, my especially my dad i was i was very much a daddy's girl and so it was like that that approval from him was everything and so you know if he was ever if i ever did something that might have been disappointing then that mean that meant to me that like i was not worthy like i was mm. a bad person and even though My parents never said anything like that, you know, but it's somehow that was the message that I I Mm -hmm. gave myself. And so it was, um, so yeah, that was all throughout high school and I was, you know, very goody goody and, and you
1: probably got a lot of positive attention and feedback for good grades.
2: Exactly. Yes, exactly. Which is honestly why I'm very particular now about with my kids is about praising the effort Hmm. and you know, what 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 they put in the progress mm-hmm. versus what the end result is. Mm-hmm. So we really don't talk about grades very much.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Same. Same in my house. Not at all talking about grades <laughs> or like why are, you think you could make that eighty eight to ninety? I feel like it'd be better at 90. I ninety.
2: Like you'd feel better about it at a
1: ninety.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want me to email the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it was that was, you know, throughout high school and, you know, like I said, I was you know, super good kid. And I mean, had, you know, a great home life. And, you know, my parents, my parents are still happily married. They're going to have their 50th anniversary in two years or about a year and a half. Yeah. So they, um, they've always, you know, been, been great role models and everything. Um, and the, but the funny thing is that we, so I grew up Catholic and, um, it was one of those things where my dad was, he went to Catholic school all 12 years, um, when he was raised in Florida. And so Mm -hmm. of course, you know, it was something that okay, like well, we have to do as well. Not, not go to Catholic school because my parents couldn't afford that. You but.
0: are a three syllable Catholic. What is that? What mean? is that? Catholic.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: you're like you're
1: saying all the syllables. All in. I know. All in.
0: I grew up Catholic. You grew up Catholic. <laughs>
1: Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> and sure. I like it. Well, what she's mean? got some. It's North. She's got some North Carolina in her. You got to pronounce all the things, right? Well, that's, that's not North Carolina. The, no, that's
0: probably the that's probably the West.
2: Mm, yeah, that's
0: probably that's probably that Sedona vibe in her. <laughs> there you go.
2: The Catholics. It was funny. Although we... sometimes
0: I like we said like like in in the South we slur words together mm-hmm. unless unless we're making a point.
2: Mm. And then
0: we might say the Catholics.
2: Mm-hmm. I can right. see that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely more of pushing those words together in mm. yeah. in North Carolina. The and it was funny because when I moved, I specifically had this whole bias that anybody that had some a southern accent was like uneducated and hickish. And so mm-hmm. I never wanted to sound like that. And so mm-hmm. I was very adamant about Well, you went west. Well, y- you,
0: you do not.
2: <laughs> no, no. Most people will think that I'm from the north, because yeah, yeah. the northeast, because I, t- I talk fast. True,
1: hmm, sure. You do talk fast. Mm-hmm. I didn't register that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have to tell people like, okay... Like raise your hand or something if I'm talking too fast.
1: <laughs> raise your hand.
2: Yeah, exactly. Some people like my my favorite was um my ears don't hear that fast. So this <laughs> old man told me one time.
1: <laughs> Doing my best, dude. So family yes. life was
2: good. Yeah, yeah. So we. But your
1: identity was starting to kind of be in. Oh, I mean, it, it, it always your...
2: was, and so yeah. So like I said, so being raised Catholic, we. So my mom was forced. By my dad's mom to convert to Catholicism in order mm. for them to get married. She resented it, but she did it because she loved my dad. and so we were raised Catholic as in the fact that we went to mass every Sunday but and then my dad made us go to all these you know CCD classes, right um, but we never <laughs> we never like looked at the Bible. I don't think we even had a Bible in our house. Mm-hmm. And so I had never even seen the Bible because it's kind of like just
1: a cultural thing
2: yeah. Like, Culturally yeah, and, and it was very much, um, you know, we, go, we would go through these classes, and, you know, you have a priest or whoever's leading them, and it was, okay, like, you know, you learn this, and then you, this this is what we believe just because, this is, you know, this is what we believe, hmm. and... Um, that never sat well with me because I was very much, like I said, into science and math mm-hmm. and, you know, okay, you have to prove everything, right? Okay, like, you know, you prove how you got this answer. You prove how you did this experiment.
0: And it needs to be Show your work,
2: priest. Exactly. <laughs> and duplicate. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And so... And then I was very, I was also, (laughs) I was also very, very much like, okay, like I want to be the independent woman. And like I said, I was daddy's girl. Right. And so my dad was very much a handyman. I mean, still is. And so I helped him like build our garage and like he taught me how to like change oil in a car and you know, all of those, all of those things. And so I don't know why I wasn't teaching your brother this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're the <centaur> brother, <laughs> deadbeat brother, <laughs> and so my so again, my sister was more of the okay. I'm gonna go do my makeup and put my you know cute clothes on, and I was this whole like okay. I, I refuse to wear pink. Um, I wouldn't wear any dresses or skirts. So I was very much into this. Um you know, okay, like I have to wear baggy clothes because I thought I was also very Mm. unattractive. Like, and I'm not going to wear makeup and, you know, everything was based upon my achievements and how I could be self-sufficient as a female. And so I think that that was why I was so close to my dad and him teaching me, you know, things like that. Mm. And, um, and I I realized like later after much therapy (laughs) that, um, one of the, one of the things was that because my mom was a stay at home mom, I saw that as being less than, Hmm. And that I was like, okay, well, you're not out physically making money, so, you know, you have no value.
1: Kind of made her weaker.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I mean, there was was a lot of other things that went into that, too, where I'm like, I'm pretty sure now that looking back that my mom, like, went through a lot of depression when we were younger, but we didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. We just thought she was... Very like weird and cried a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and then but yeah, she probably should have been on some sort of medication. Mm. And um, I mean,
0: my, for heaven's sake, your dogs on Prozac, right? <laughs> Her dogs on Prozac. No, yeah,
2: I didn't that. We, we talked about it before you got <laughs> here. I yeah. mean, if your dog can be on Prozac, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so anyway, so I had, so I think that you know I have always kind of seen again that as and So to me, it was all about you know you needed to go out and make money and provide. I'm sorry for
0: violating. Um.
1: Hey, you just violated her dog's,
2: dog's confidentiality. Hip,
0: which private. one was it? Is it Snuffles? Who's, who's HIPAA? Punky. I, I violated Dude. Punky's HIPAA rights. I
1: apologize on behalf of embarrassment of riches, Punky. Yes,
2: we're sorry, Punky. Later, when she's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is about that dog, she because she still has her anxiety, even though the medicine makes it better. She bites her own nails. Mm-hmm. The only dog I've ever seen to do this. So I don't have to. I mean, cut her nails, which is mm-hmm. nice. Punky
1: he takes care of it it's there's yeah. some perks of anxiety so you only want to keep her
2: on the 30 milligrams yeah, just right. don't up <laughs> that, okay. and then you're gonna
1: have to pay for her to get her nails trimmed
2: exactly exactly she saved me a little bit of money but yes so, so you could
1: you could sense you wanted to be independent mm-hmm. you had decided that you didn't think you liked the way you looked and so you weren't mm-hmm. trying in that right. area
2: at that mm-hmm. point and you didn't really want to be like your mom right no i definitely did not And so I, so to me, it was all about going to do something that was going to make a good deal of money. And Mm. so what I had wanted to do because I love biology and I was obsessed with like watching all those surgery shows and, you know, of course, like the. the the drama series ER, right? Mm -hmm. It was George Clooney. Um, So, right. And so I, but you know, I love that stuff and I love doing dissections and all of that, you know, when we did labs. And so that was what I wanted to do. I said, okay, I wanted to go and I want to be an ER doctor. And so um, that's when I went out to college and I was like, okay, I'm going to major in biology and I'm going to do this. And so I get to college and the you know, of course, this of is when
0: the good choices start. Right, me. exactly. That's what good <laughs> choice. <laughs> good choices, good grades. Good choices, good grades.
2: So I ended up going to a um, a small private school. My first two years of college, um, it's called Wofford. It's in South Carolina, and the school only has like about 1,100 kids total at it. Wow. so very small. Um, everybody is like pretty much uber rich there, except for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know, a lot of these people are super privileged, and it was it was not an environment that I really loved being in. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I had like a couple of like super close friends that, that I made like freshman year. However, um, (laughs) what I like quickly realized freshman year was that, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, you know, no, you're like so cute. Like we want to dress you up. And of course, then they gave me like other clothes Mm -hmm. that I didn't own that were like much more revealing and tight. And, you know, like made me over. What was
0: that early 2000s movie where they like dressed the girl up? Maybe, maybe, uh,
1: Hold on, it's right It's right on the tip of my tongue.
0: Maybe Heath Ledger was in it. Maybe
1: not. She's oh. so smart. Or oh, no. she, 10 not, Things I Hate About You? No, no. no. You're,
0: you're, that's Heath Ledger, but that wasn't the one. She's this is Freddie it. Prince Jr. You're onto
1: it. Oh, what did you say, she's plus. so... It's not She's the Man, it's... Oh, I'll, I'll come I'll up come, with come it. Out I'll with think of it. it in a second. I don't know Anyway, it's but, like yes, that, but maybe. but
2: you started seeing like, oh... This yeah. feels like a little bit of power too. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And so it was... And then, of course, there was... Um, we were we were in this town where there's not a whole lot of other stuff to do hmm. as far as like going out and doing other activities. Like there was, you know, a mall and that, <laughs> that might have been it. It's because it was a college of 1,100 exactly, people. Exactly. And it's South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. So... <laughs> I don't know we, a lot
1: about South Carolina, but it doesn't sound
2: hopping. <laughs> no. <laughs> definitely not. Columbia is probably like, I mean, the only decent sized city and we were far from that mm-hmm. so um yeah so we would really it was it was all about going down to the frat houses on campus so each of you know of the different they I think they had like five or six different frats that had their own houses The so, choices
1: always happen in <laughs> <at>
2: frat house. <laughs> that's my parties. experience mm-hmm. so i remember the i had you know i got
0: I, one i can a story i can tell off air on that uh, okay yeah air, wait, <laughs> i can
2: tell a few off air as well <laughs> So it was – so, yeah. So, so basically, it, you know, it devolved into, you know, going to a lot of parties. And, of course, you know, there was – of course, there's alcohol at frat parties, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, a lot of, a lot of you know, drinking and partying and, um, you know, then realizing that I could – you know, if I – yeah, if I dressed and, like, acted a certain way, you know, I would mm. be able to, like, manipulate guys to do, you know, whatever I wanted, essentially. Felt like power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely.
0: And just so – just because it's really – Vital to Meredith's story. Important. Yeah, she's all that. She's all that. Oh, were, okay. we okay, were close. Okay, mm. you remember that movie? Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's okay. like you Basically. were like you were you were playing. She's all. And that I at feel
1: Warfare. like what you and and she had in common, the she's all that she was. <laughs> it's like, oh wow
2: you made this already very cute girl cute. <laughs> like, it wasn't right. a shock that you right. were able to be cute. <laughs> it's like, it's like when the people take off their glasses and then they're like, Oh man, <laughs> like, should we not really
0: see that? Although if y'all saw candy, uh, the TV show candy with Jessica Biel, Jessica haircut Biel, does
1: make a difference when okay.
0: it's short and permed, <laughs> short permed. And those glasses from the eighties that have like the swoop down. Mm. hooks. Oh my gosh. I mean, I was like, Jessica Biel, mm-hmm. I don't think she's trying to curate her image.
1: I don't think she is. I think she cares about acting.
0: I do think she cares
1: about <laughs> it. Yeah, okay. I don't know that one. We digress. But Freshman Meredith <laughs> uh-huh. was cute enjoying being, Meredith. being cute, getting some attention, and feeling yes. a little bit of power. Wielding power. <laughs>
2: yes. So then I ended up having this boyfriend that, oh gosh, I don't know, at some point during freshman year, yes, yeah, so and then, then I ended up having my this boyfriend, which I had, that was my first relationship. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think I had, like, a friend that everybody called my boyfriend in high school, even though, like, we were not dating at all, and they never did anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, everybody just deemed, you know, deemed us that, even though, like I said, we were really just friends. So this Mm -hmm. was, you know, really, like, my first relationship. And so then, you know, I ended up, um, you know, losing my virginity to, you know, this person in, in college, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a freshman. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, that was, a decent amount of time to wait. Right. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I was like almost 18 and, um, yeah. But so then after that, and then I had this, you know, this combination of, okay, like, I guess people do see me as attractive and then, yeah, I can use this as power to get what I want. Then, you know, I just like kind of like totally went off the rails and was just like, okay, well I'm just going to use sex to, you know, do whatever I want. And, you know, go after all of these people and, you know, prove to myself that I have some sort of worth.
1: Well, and it's interesting that you did so in what, as you present it, it sounds like almost a scientific way. Like this is, I I started with this, this led to this, this felt like this. I'm going to try to repeat this experiment and see if it feels the same way. Even like I've waited enough time Almost 18 feels a pro- an appropriate time like to scientifically lose <laughs> your virginity that it was it, it felt like more of a left-brained process
2: um, uh, I mean somewhat decide. I think I think that it, again, after lots of therapy, <laughs> I think that I think that now it probably is the way I'm explaining it. I don't know if it necessarily was that calculated when it was happening hmm. but yeah, it was it was um, so it, so yeah, I went to the the two years there. And then what ended up happening was that I, I started getting a reputation, you know. Surprise, surprise. Okay, like you know, it's a, it's a school of eleven 1, hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not hard. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then again, like I said, I didn't really fit in with like the overall you mm. know culture there anyway. And so I said, all right, well you know what? I'm like I think I want to transfer, and because I wanted to go to a bigger school. So I ended up transferring to UNC Chapel Hill. So I'm a I'm Tar Heel.
0: Nicknamed to Mary.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did the, did the <laughs> reputation
0: piece
1: bother you?
2: Yes. Hmm. Yeah, it, it bothered me. Um, I mean, I guess it's like stupid when you logically think about it because you're like, okay, duh, like people are going to start talking, right? <laughs> but it's mm. like you don't think about it in the moment. And then it's this whole, okay, well, now I don't like people talking about me that way and then saying like, okay, well, it's okay to do these things to her because mm. – you know, she obviously had her reputation has preceded her. Right. And so it was like, I think that's the part that I didn't really like. Well, was, and I guess that's the loss like of power. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm. Like yeah. You're losing the power. Right. In it's like, okay, now now it's flipped. Huh. And like now, uh-oh, like what do I do? Like this I don't like it. doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I, so then when I went to um, transfer to UNC, I ended up, I lived off campus and I, and I worked full time. Oh wow. And then I was already a junior, so I'm taking like organic chem, like analytical chem, you know, I mean like high level biology classes. Oh, and that's right. And I was also a Spanish double major. Mm-hmm. So I so I was taking all of this and and again like working, and then of course I was still partying. Mm. And so
1: <laughs> oh to be 20 again. Mm. <laughs> right? I was never that kind of 20. There was no organic chem in my story. <laughs>
2: just the partying just the partying
1: (laughs) certainly not the working full time although I would have done me some good
0: mine's a little more like you and and all the organic Kim and I'm like but the about the ability to do that and party and maintain grades Mm -hmm. I'm like I not that that's the goal but it I like there is like a level where 46 year old Jessica looks at 20 year old Jessica and I'm like man well I Uh would have been like but I didn't
1: have a job Meredith you had a job yeah yeah yeah. pretty impressive
2: because again, I wanted to be independent, so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to be able to pay for my cell phone, my you know, my little mm. brick Nokia <laughs> back mm-hmm. in the day, and um, and then you know, in my my apartment, and, I mean, well, it wasn't an apartment. I actually rented like a top. Um, like weird level it's of a, a house. Enough
0: younger than us that like having a cell phone in college was a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys didn't have that. <laughs> Not when I was in college. And that only if that only only if you were had a cell phone walking across campus, people would make fun of you. Like, oh, you're so important. You have to be on your phone while you walk across. Oh, that's campus. funny.
1: I totally had a cell phone in college, especially when it was my. Seventh? Fifth year. Fifth yeah. year in so your seventh lab in the other Like,
0: your, like yeah. your seventh year of
1: undergrad. Yes. yes. okay. That is when I had a phone. Uh, okay. And maybe if I had been in college then too, I yeah. would have too. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It That's was funny. when I was doing my second victory lap that yeah. I got
2: a phone. She was like, I was already three years into my job. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: you transferred...
2: Yes. And so, so no, okay. So no, the junior year is when everything crashed Hmm. because that is when I ended up getting into drugs. And that Hmm. was, so where I was not doing that, I was just drinking, um, you could manage,
0: you could manage the job, the grades, et cetera, with just alcohol. Right. That drugs (laughs) into the mix, it got a little more difficult.
2: Exactly. And so then, um, so I ended up saying like, so at least I guess this, this was the logical part of me saying well I need to at least drop a class and just well it was already past the drop period so I was like let me just fail a class so I can at least concentrate on the other ones hmm. and um, by far organic chemistry was my hardest class it was the professor wrote the textbook so did you choose to what? fail
0: organic chemistry yes. or to like lean hard into organic chemistry
2: oh no I failed I just chose to not go and I so I was like I'll just take the F in this class hmm. and um, yeah because the professor <laughs> wrote the textbook and and he literally would just write on the whiteboard the whole time during class, like drawing molecules and like never actually teach us anything. And so I was like, yep, I'm just gonna go ahead
1: we'll let this one, one go. Just gonna call so it. I
2: yeah. will
0: say organic chemistry and biochem were the hardest classes I've ever ta- taken. Mm-hmm. They stretched the limit of my intelligence.
1: Yeah. You know what was really hard for me was
2: cultural communication
1: <laughs>
0: and university
2: <laughs> studies. <laughs> so which Did is you why do, you ended up marrying someone of a different race. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was rough
1: clasp, so I had to do, like, a real-world experiment with it. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How do you so, remember
1: feeling about yourself in that time?
2: So it was it was interesting because I um, – because what I was doing, the um, – I ended up saying at some point, I guess over, you know, like, at the end of the year, I was just like, okay, you know what? I was like, this is not me anymore because I'm very extroverted and I like to be around people all the time you know and I'm very bubbly and all that and so when the the drug was making me be the opposite Hmm. and I was like okay this is not me anymore so then the person that I was dating that was providing this then um i said okay well you know what i need to get away from them hmm. and so i said you know okay like i'm you know i'm i we need to be done and i need to because i need to like be back to myself again and so yeah so basically i you know like cut him off and then never talked to him and then i never did drugs again
1: Hmm. it was like a scientific experiment exactly so so it didn't wh- work.
0: where 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 does jesus enter the picture
2: <laughs> until a lot later <laughs>
0: hey, Sue. yes
2: So get us us there. Yes. So, okay. So what's interesting is that, um, okay. And the the reason I kind of bring, you know, these, these, this part of the, or these, uh, different sections of the stories mm -hmm. up is because like I said, a lot of my thing of what I realized is it's about, it was about identity for me. And Mm -hmm. so, like I said, I mean, when I was younger, it was all about academics. And so it's all about achievement and okay. How, you know, again, how does, I think my dad was like the ultimate idol, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, how do, how do, how does he view me? And, you know, so I have to live up to that standard. And then it was and then sex was my identity and in college, okay, how, how can I, you know, use myself and that and my body in order to bring myself worth and then like again that, that was that was part of who I was. And so like if I wasn't doing that, like who who am I? And then um, and then as I as I graduated, then it was okay, well, I ended up not going into being a doctor because I had actually made that decision about junior year that I said, uh, I don't want to go to like another four plus years of school. Sure. And failing <laughs> organic
0: chemistry probably didn't help <laughs> me. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> although
2: I will say I read I did redo it over the summer and I got an A. Awesome. Of you so, yeah. But um, I also
1: re- redid biology. After getting an F, <laughs> and I got a C. Nice, <laughs> so
2: bravo, nice, Laura. Nice, bravo. nice. Hey, there was a couple, a couple ticks higher. Hey, you, hey, you know
1: guys. what? I'll take it. Yeah, that's twenty right. points. So thirty points. Who's to
2: say? So I end up, so I end up going into the the working world, and I was and I got into sales, and so then that became my identity, right? It was again, okay, it was a, and of course I pick a sales um, profession, which again is about achievement, right? Mm. <laughs> you know, you're you're measured external on external measurement, you, mm. and so. Mm. After I was, after i done that. I Are had, you
0: saying that in sales positions that they don't like just uh, like, they don't just like honor like your uh, like ethic. It's, it's like, it's about. Like, <laughs> they don't what care you about produce. your effort. They, it's what you produce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, who <laughs> I knew? I did not know Who,
2: know, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Okay. And it was funny because I was very idealistic about going into corporate America thinking that there was no you know, it was, like, it was just on merit. Like, okay, you, you do this hmm. and you produce this and then you, you know, you get like the, the raise or you get the, the reward. And so mm-hmm. then, you know, it was like, okay, no, actually it's a lot about politics and office red tape and, <laughs> you know, all of those things. And so that was kind of a rude awakening. But, um, but anyway, so after I had a couple sales jobs for, him, mean, it was only a couple of years. And then finally the last job I'd had, I got laid off. This was in December of 2010. And I, so my husband and I, um, were, I was just doing some like on the side basketball training and because um, my husband's a former professional basketball player. And so we were just doing that on the side thinking about like, oh, we can just make some extra money doing this. And then when I got laid off, it was, okay, now let me um, – instead of going back to like the horrible corporate America, you know, like let me try to do this like as a full-time business – And so I've been doing our business full-time since January of 2011. And so then, okay, my identity shifted into not being in corporate America, but it was like, okay, now I have to like – put all of my time and effort into making this business succeed, and then that is what, you know, that's what's going to identify me, right?
1: Because so all then, of these, these measures are out here.
2: Exactly. And so then, you know, fast forward a year and a half later, then I ended up – Laura's um,
0: gesturing outside of herself.
2: I did do a hand <laughs> motion that you all cannot see. Like, just
0: think about, she's got the whole world in her hands kind of motion.
2: Yes, but more boxy. <laughs> but more boxy. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was about a year and a half later then I um, I had our daughter who um, her name is Olivia she's um, oh gosh she's gonna be 11 her, her birthday is actually just three days after mine hers is July 20th she so
1: very cute
2: yes she is she is so and she so the reason I named her Olivia is because it means peace and um, she yeah, totally embodies that. She is super chill, like you said. And she's she was always like, the easiest baby and the easiest kid. And I was like, why do people say parenting is difficult? <laughs> Until I had my son. Well,
1: and, well <laughs> let me pause you for a second. Um, so you named her for Peace. Mm-hmm. In these years leading up to marriage and babies, mm-hmm. kind of trying to... Find something outside of yourself, yeah, for meaning, for power, mm-hmm. for identity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How were you feeling?
2: How was I feeling? I'm a therapist, well, so I have to ask. How okay, you're feeling. well, well, i'm I'm getting to that. So we okay, so when I ha- when I was still working in corporate America, so what ended up happening is that I had like a huge anxiety attack hmm. then like did not know that that's what this was. And so I was driving on thirty five. Um, Because my office was in Louisville. And so I was going up there. And all of a sudden, like, my heart just started racing like crazy. And I, like, thought I was going to pass out and all these things. And so I, like, pull over to the side of the road, call 911. The ambulance comes and... I completely think that I'm having a heart attack, right? Because, I mean, it feels like you feel this pain and yeah, going down it's your arm and all these things. And so I, and again, I had never experienced this before. So I'm like, okay, like what is happening to me? I'm like, you know, I'm like in my twenties, like uh-huh. <laughs> what, what is going on? So I pull over, the ambulance gets there and, you know, they take my vitals and everything. And it was so funny because I remember, um, they were like, they were going to help me out of the car, you know, and like walk over to the stretcher. Cause they wanted to take me to the hospital. And I was like, oh no, I'm like, you're going to carry me. <laughs> because I might die. I am obviously having a heart
1: attack. I am in cardiac arrest.
2: Exactly. And it was so funny. They were like the sweetest guys. And so then like they they did. They like carried me, like they brought the stretcher close to my car and then they ended up, one of them um, I think like towed my car back to the fire station and so it wasn't like on the side of the highway. And, um, and then we get in the ambulance and then because I was working in a medical imaging center at the time and so, you know, I kind of knew about the hospitals here and so we were closest to Louisville Medical center and so I said oh wait hold on a second I said you're not going to take me to Louisville Medical are you and he goes like after you know I made him carry me to the stretcher suddenly I'm like concerned about what hospital and so (laughs) he goes uh I I don't know like and I said well no we need to go to Plano Presby I ain't
0: going to no hospital in the dirty loo (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's that's my friend Crystal who lives in Louisville
2: calls it that's awesome I love it that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! That so brings me back to the um the little rap music from Nelly that I used to listen to. But you know the Lou was you know St. Louis, not Louisville. <laughs> um, so so yeah, so so yeah, that so that's what ended up happening. And so obviously, so that's how my body was apparently reacting. Your body
1: was ahead of your emotional awareness. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm. And so.
2: They took me to the hospital and they kept me there and they think they gave me like fluids and stuff. And then they're like, okay, you know, they released me actually not really knowing what was wrong. And so they ended up, I ended up having to do, like, go do, like, a chest CT to make sure I didn't have, like, an embolism. And then, like, they referred me to a cardiologist. And I had to wear, like, a Holter monitor, which is, like, monitors your heart rate for, like, a week. And so I was, like, petrified during this time because I'm thinking, like, something's seriously wrong with me. And then after all of this, they were, like, oh, no, you're, like, totally healthy. Like, that was just a panic attack. And I was, like, I'm going to slap you in the face.
1: <laughs> I made someone carry me from my car to the ambulance. You got to come at me better with
2: exactly. this panic attack. I go, no, 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 there's something else. So, um so yes. Yeah, so, so that was what um I realized that it's like, okay, so all of these years of, you know, yes, trying to like seek identity, you know, externally and, you know, trying to be like, okay, everything is my responsibility and everything <laughs> is my is you know it's kind of like on my shoulders and the thing is like an I at this point like I I was basically an atheist like I said I was agnostic just so I wouldn't have to get in conversations with people about being an atheist <laughs> <laughs> um but maybe the best thing you said tonight. I you just know what's so funny? I was, is I remember
1: you saying that as we were getting ready for the women's brunch last year, and I was hoping you okay. would say it because it's so, so great. Like, all right, I'll say I believe in the existence of God if we don't have to debate it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just don't have the energy for this argument. Okay. Exactly. I love
2: that. So it was like, yeah, so I mean, it was just like this immense pressure all the time where I felt like I was responsible for not only like myself and all of my actions, but then all the people that were like close to me and I cared about. And I was like, so if anything was not like totally planned out or like, you know, quote unquote, went right or wrong with the people, like it was my, it was my fault because like there was mm-hmm. nothing else. Right. I mean, it was, it was me like doing all these things and, you know, making sure everybody was okay and good mm-hmm. and all this and then all that. And so, um, so yeah, so that was what, that was kind of like where like all of that came to a head.
1: So you knew, I'm not doing emotionally great.
2: Yeah. Right now. Right.
1: And then, so what did you do?
2: So I got on a medication. Ah. <laughs> the, the almighty pharmaceutical industry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you started splitting your dog's Prozac. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, she wasn't on it yet. <laughs> she was not on there for a long time after. But, uh, but yeah, so, so I ended up, you know. So at,
1: at, when you had the panic attack, mm-hmm. were you married? Yes. Okay, so you were married, and did you have Olivia?
2: Um, no. Okay. No, this was before Olivia, because okay. I remember I was petrified that they were going to make me go off the meds when I got pregnant, and they were like, oh, no, you need to stay on them. Okay. <laughs> now,
0: not that not that I'm not enjoying this ride, however... Um, I feel like we're getting off the, uh, uh, but maybe we're not. Maybe you're, this is just like a circumvent way to get to enter Jesus. Yes. Mm. Okay.
2: Yes. So like I said, so I'm kind of, yeah, setting this up to show, you know, kind of like the identity and how I was just kind of Mm -hmm. handling quote unquote things. Um, Because again, like I said, I mean, I thought that I was the, you know, the ultimate thing and I kept
1: looking at what can I do? Yes. What can I do? Or how can can I fix? I find meaning. Where can I fix it? Where can I find power? Where can
2: I find identity? What matters? Yes. And so it was, yeah. So, I mean, I was definitely my God.
1: Mm. And
2: I, um, and I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I think a lot of people that, because, I mean, there's a lot of people now that, I mean, claim to be agnostic or they're atheist. I mean, in the United States, I mean, well, over the world, but especially here in the US. And I think it's that same type of thing where they, it's like they claim that there's nothing else, but like, well, you know, you're really elevating yourself to that something else. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people huh. look at it like that. Huh. And so, because, I mean, you've got to believe in something. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then, at that time you were believing in you. Right. Hmm. Exactly. Which was very crushing. And mm-hmm. so I – so then after many years later, um, then what ended up finally happening was that there was one day um, that my – I forget. I was talking to my husband about something and, like, the conversation had gotten, like, very heavy because I, I tended to go down kind of these, like, thought spirals where I would go into, like, a, you know, a depression of, like, okay, well, does anybody care, like, if I'm really here? Okay, like, you know, there to be some people that might be sad for, like – couple weeks a year or whatever but you know i mean outside of that like does it really matter you know kind of like what what is the grand picture i mean you know, kind of like a lot of what a lot of people ask like why why am i really here what's the
1: purpose sure. of my existence yeah.
2: and so you know we were like started having this conversation and i remember he was like okay i feel like really scared about this mm. <laughs> this conversation and so he ended up and again this had a this was totally like divine intervention that he said that he said the only person he could think of calling with somebody that I had known through the American Business Women's Association, a you know, completely like um, just non-religious organization that I'm that I had been a part of and but he knew that she was a Christ follower. And mm-hmm. so he said he contacted her and said, you know, hey, you know what? I think like that they, we have like sort of spiritual warfare like going on. And so he's like, you know, would you be willing to reach out to Meredith about this? And so she ends up texting me and she said, she just said something like, um, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, because it's like, how, how do you, you doing? <laughs> how do you like randomly? I
0: hear you're under spiritual
2: attack. <laughs> right. It's like, how do you even like open that conversation I, with somebody? You might be
0: an agnostic atheist,
1: <laughs> but I hear yeah, yeah, exactly. Got any battles in your life happening currently? Yeah. yeah so I By so the she... way,
2: it's Sue. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly if you don't have me saved yeah so she had sent me uh whatever like opening line and then the, but then the, the end of the text was just you know where would you be opening to hearing about jesus mm. and normally up until that point you know i would have been like uh no you know i mean like there's there's no way i want to enter in this conversation hard pass yeah. right exactly mm. and so yeah do not pass go i'm a barely agnostic <laughs>
0: and I'm only saying that just to not have to ward off people
2: like you right Right, like the people who pass out pamphlets in the Walmart parking lot (laughs) right um so I said you know what I'm like okay and so the only reason I said okay was because I'm like all right well there's gonna be something better than like what I'm feeling and so and there's gonna be something like better than me right because I'm like obviously I'm not doing so great
1: like okay so do you actually feel like you had that Cognitive thought. Yes. Okay.
2: Which was the only reason I was able, I was even in or willing to entertain the conversation. So we ended up going and meeting at Jason's Deli. um, And we ended up, you know, just talking and, you know, just talking about different things that were going on and whatnot. And so then at the end of this, like, I don't know, two hour long lunch, Mm -hmm. then she ends up saying, you know, can I pray for you? And I was like, okay, sure. So, you know, we like held hands. She prayed, you know, I'm like crying the whole Mm. time she's like praying. And then, um, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, like, yeah, thank you so much. And then at the end she was just like, okay, she goes, you know, let's take, (laughs) she's like, let's take a selfie because she was like, I'm going to like post that you accepted Jesus into your heart. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Hey Sue, simmer down. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Hold on, Sue. <laughs> <Exactly>. I'm still,
2: I was <laughs> still on the fence about this dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was that was that was the beginning, right? That was, mm. I guess, the the mustard seed, right? And so then, did this, you
0: take the selfie?
2: Yeah. Okay. I did. <laughs> Do
0: you have the selfie?
2: No. I mean, okay. I didn't take it. She took it on her phone. I know. Five. I <laughs> wish
0: that I want Sue's selfie because I'm like, <laughs> wouldn't that be great for like this I feel close? Like we need because it. I'm like, for sure. I mean, Sue, I'm probably, like, like, like
2: crying, like.
0: <laughs> Sue is planting a seed.
1: It was- <laughs> Sue yeah. may have gotten a little ahead of herself, but, but- <laughs> she really cared. Yeah. Right.
2: So it was, um, so then anyway, you know, because I was very much about the, you know, prove this to me and all mm-hmm. those things. Like I was not one of those people that was like, oh, I, sec- I accepted I'm Jesus lock, into my and heart. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm never Faith done. was not going to be the absence <laughs> of proof. Right. Exactly. And so. We ended up doing this um, like discipleship study. She'd gotten like this little book that was just very beginning. Because again, like I said, I had never even opened the Bible before. Like I could think I could tell you that Genesis was in the Bible, but that was about it. Um, And then so we did this discipleship study with this um, book that Bent Tree Church Mm -hmm. um, had to kind of like walk new believers through. And so we did that just a one-on-one, like we met at our house. And it was, you know, again, something that, okay, God knew that like I needed something, someone like that to be my my mentor, because she has like a PhD from Stanford and she, you know, has, oh, she had, she had like, you know, done all of the the mistakes that I had done. And she had like researched ad nauseum, like every religion in the world yeah. and tried to study them and go after them and all the things. And then she said, look, this is why I chose Christianity. And she was like, you know, it's because this is the only one, the religion that you don't have to do something for your salvation. Hmm. And I was like, and that like, you know, was, was the huge, like, to
0: me. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. It was like, you know, like, like where I was, was and all of the things, you know, I, that I had to achieve. I was like, okay, wait, like I just get to accept this hmm. even like through all my faults. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, all right. So I'm, I'm willing to, you know, like listen to this and go deeper. And so that was what we ended up doing. And so, you know, after, I don't know, maybe like six months or so of us doing the this study, then finally she said, okay, look, you know, one, <laughs> she said, and again, like, this is how, you know, somebody had to talk to me. She goes, Okay, look, you need to stop whoring around with other gods, hmm. is exactly what she said to me. And she said, You got to pick a team. She was like, There is not going to be 100% absolute proof that this is the truth. Hmm. So she was like, At some point, like, she's like, You got to pick some
0: element of faith. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
2: She's like, You got to pick Team Jesus. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that was kind of a, like, I guess a shock that I needed. And then, um, and then she said, and then second of all, you need to get in a group study. Um, because like, I think, I feel like I've taken you as far as I can on a one-on-one thing. So then I was like, um, okay. And so then that was when I found Dallas Bible church. So I literally had Googled that I wanted a Bible church. I didn't want a specific denomination, um, but I wanted somebody that was actually going to teach the Bible, you know, as the truth, and that um, I also needed free childcare. Same
0: <laughs> and and so, priorities,
2: exactly. And so I had um, I had searched everywhere, and then I had to work with like our activity schedule. And so Dallas Bible happened to be the only one that fed all of the criteria. And so I walk into Dallas Bible to the women's Bible study. I was coming on uh, Wednesday night, and I walked in, and I remember I had this whole like wall up about, you know, going to a church because Mm -hmm. I had always, you know, been in these Catholic churches, which everybody was just like very judgmental. And it was, you know, okay, confess your sins and fire and brimstone and all the things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, like we don't ask questions. Like you just accept this, you know, man who's possibly molesting someone's, Uh you know, statement at face value. And, um, you know, and then, then that was it. And so, when I walk into Dallas Bible and then everybody's like super nice and I'm like, okay, you know, still could be a facade. So then I walk into the actual small group that we got divided into, and of course, huh. God put Kristen Poole as my group leader, mm-hmm. who's the who's the women's um, minister at mm-hmm. Dallas Bible, who is amazing and so insanely smart and so insanely sweet. And so she was it can me. handle
0: those. Can handle yes. your questions. Yeah, she's not scared of your
2: questions. No, yes, and she like wanted me to ask the stuff, and so you know because I come in and I'm like, okay, well, what about blah blah blah? What about this? Yeah.
0: Who are who are Cain's? Who did Cain marry? Mm-hmm. Riddle me that. that <laughs> man. All right. exactly. Let's start at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I got questions.
2: Exactly, and I was just like, okay. I was like, uh, I'm like, wait a minute, like, okay, God is supposed to be this good dude, and he's like killing off all these people mm-hmm. for no reason, you know? I mean, or so I thought at the time, and and all of that. And so, yes, it no, it's was funny
0: that you, that's what you fixate on. My questions were always, who did Cain marry? Yeah, who are seriously? Those
2: Tell me about these relationships. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I know I got to care less about that. <laughs>
0: well, it's like, where where do those people come from?
1: I like that she cares about the goodness of God, and you want the gossip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want the G. Right. Oh, my gosh. Then where did Sarah go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I so, yeah, so it was it was great. And I ended up um, was like, OK, well, I'm like, I really like. And
1: I remember you saying this before, too. She did. She did not shy away from your question. Oh,
2: no. She loved it. She yeah. wasn't
1: trying to play the you just have to believe.
2: Card. No. She no. was yeah engaging entering
0: into mm -hmm. that space
2: yes and like I said like I said it was actually again they were it was you know it was like everybody in my group was like almost encouraging those questions and then so many people came up to me and were like oh my gosh you know I love that you like openly share and ask things like that's so refreshing like I got that so often and I was like oh okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like this is great (laughs)
0: Well, and what's, what's cool for people, I think a lot of times people, especially people that are comfortable in their faith is they, they don't mind being, ch- cause we're, cause it's not a cult. Mm-hmm. They don't mind being challenged. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they don't mind being challenged because they want to, they also want to prove it to themselves. Like, and again, t- to the level of proof that we can, mm-hmm. but like they, they uh, like, obviously there's a degree of faith, but they, they want to enter into that rational space with you. Mm-hmm. They want to answer those questions, not just for you, but to remember mm-hmm. why they believe.
1: Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. what I was going to say. It, it does. It feels affirming. Mm-hmm. Right. Because to have those conversations of like, the, I, this is, I mean, Faith is awesome. Not
0: just like, don't Google that.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> like
0: the Scientologist, do not Google this. Okay, don't Google any of that. The Google is going to
1: lie to you
2: about just what's believe. Going on. Just believe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, well,
1: and I like that you stepped into that space, which is which totally tracks with your personality. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want the answers, and mm-hmm. you're not afraid to ask the
2: questions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and and I, like I said, I mean, I'm very extroverted, so I have no problem going into places where I don't know anybody and talking. Mm-hmm. So,
0: what was it that clicked with you? I snapped. I didn't clap. I didn't clap. I think mm-hmm. it won't be as obnoxious in the mic. <laughs>
1: Kyle would have. Kyle that. doesn't
0: like it when <laughs> I clap. When I clap or when I move the mic stand or I
1: cough
2: or knock it We hope. love you, Kyle. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, people are probably like, who is
1: Kyle? No, they know who Kyle is if they're <laughs> listeners. That's right. Kyle's our favorite.
2: <laughs> um, So, so yeah, so it was that whole, okay, like, oh my gosh, like this like, whole like burden is lifted off of me mm. because now I don't feel like I have to you know it's not it's not on me, right? It's not like, okay, like I have to physically go out and do all these things. I mean, not that as Christians like we're not called to go do things, but that it doesn't feel like
0: your your salvation isn't dependent on you, but you're, yeah. Do, yeah. And
1: you're doing and your doing your doing was for you. Your doing was for you to have identity. yeah, your doing was for you to try to find significance and meaning. Your doing was for you to try to find identity. Yeah, and 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 not a reflection of God's glory, mm-hmm. not a service to other people, and this b- b- choosing, and it is a choice choosing to believe in what you were learning was choosing to go. I don't have to do that stuff anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so it was. Yeah, so it was this whole. I think it was um, around finally because again, I do things very slowly. <laughs> um, so I had actually had a lunch with Kristen. And Kristen Poole um, and we and she because I still was not coming to church at Dallas Bible. Um, I was still going to church at a a a church called Unity, which believes that Jesus is essentially a prophet, Mm. but he's not the Messiah. And so she at lunch, you know, she had said like, you know, well, don't you think that your kids are going to be very confused by coming to Bible study here on Wednesday nights and hearing one message and then hearing a separate message when you're going to church on Sundays? And then, so it was basically her, like combined with that, and then the fact that my friend had said, you know, that I need to pick team, you know, I needed mm-hmm. to pick a team, you know, whatever that team was going to be. And so, and I, I started realizing with the and unity the scientific Church, part with you, the of you that was like, these I can't align. believe these two things both,
1: right, both at of the these same can't, time. Can't be true.
2: Yes, and 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 a, and a big part of it too with unity was that they like to pick from, you know, they would like choose passages from the Bhagavad Gita and they would like do the Tao Te Ching On and no, they would do the, the Bible. Words you
1: just said. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: and they would do um you know like Brene Brown and so you know all like self-help type of books and so they would like pick all of these things to like prove their point and then finally what I realized was that you know what I'm like if there is a god which they're claiming there is Hmm. I can do all of that Hmm. I can put all those things together and write like a sermon or a research paper so I'm like okay like what there is no absolute truth Hmm. right it's mm-hmm. like okay, like I mean, so how is that any different than how I've already been living? Mm-hmm. And so then that was finally what struck me, and I said, okay, you know what? Yeah, you're right. look like, okay, let me let me pick that this one thing is going to be truth. So let me let me pick that the Bible is the inerrant Word of God. Mm-hmm. And then that was when I started coming to church. And so God, <laughs> this sounds horrible, but God, I believe, sent COVID, so I was able to cut ties with my old church. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, "Oh my gosh, how am I ever going to like explain to people that now I believe that Jesus is the Messiah?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when these people are like adamantly against that. So I it was like your fault that COVID exactly happened. Was my
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that feels like a Laura Pace move. Like if Laura was going to leave a religion,
1: it would be like you I know don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I God I send a global <laughs> pandemic.
0: Could you just send a global pandemic? Maybe people will think. That I, I was, I felt victim to it. Yeah, I'm and
1: not coming because I don't like you or agree with I'm you. Gone. I can't. Right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the world is closed. <laughs> the world is closed. Yeah. Oh my god. Doesn't that feel like how you would handle it?
1: I mean, I think a couple of years ago, you totally called me out on like, I think that you don't respond to texts when you have disappointing information. <laughs> And that felt very true and still maybe something I think about now when I'm not responding to texts. She's
2: like, oh, I didn't get that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so I ended up after, you know, after switching over, but then again, like I said, the pandemic happened. So it was essentially me listening to Pastor Aaron on YouTube because, you know, we couldn't come in the church. And so, but again, like, I mean, I've been, you know, listening, coming to DBC since then. And then... I, um and then and also since then I have I have multiple tattoos I have I got one when um I had my daughter um for the, the the peace dove and her birth date on it and everything and then um and then after I you know chose team Jesus then I ended up getting a tattoo I have um it's on my left arm like on the just above my wrist on the inside and it's a it's a purple crown and I did specifically purple because it means royalty and so and the crown is because you know I'm the daughter and you know of mm. the most high and so and I have the The verse in here is 1 Peter 2, 9, and I just pulled it up to make sure I don't mess up the verse, but it Mm -hmm. says that, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Mm -hmm. And so I got this because I feel like that is very, you know, indicative of my story about Mm -hmm. like, okay, now that I know that I'm God's special possession and I'm this treasure. And so it's like, I don't have to look outward anymore for the identity. And because
1: he didn't say anything in that verse about you are chosen mm -hmm. because you did this, because you did this, because you tried in this area.
2: Yes. It was just given to you. Yes. And so that's what, and I specifically have it there on my body because that if I ever go into these like thought spirals than about you know oh my gosh like especially you know I mean y'all know as being as well, mom and, and that's mm-hmm. that's
0: birthright versus um like conditional reward right
1: yeah right yeah and it's a reminder right there for mm-hmm. you exactly for so what I can always look down to at that her flesh. I gestured to my forearm
2: the pleasure Where <laughs> Meredith <laughs> has a tattoo yeah and can't you see you guys really should start putting this on YouTube
0: oh yeah that's oh gosh it would be me nightmare. wiggling around. <laughs>
2: be
1: just crawling across her sofa for more wine
0: <laughs> uh Didn't
1: but yes know what those bumps were yeah.
2: <laughs> people are like this is interesting
1: so how did it how did that change your life
2: oh my gosh in in every way so i after i really like i said picked team jesus so i'm I tend to go all in on everything. You know, I'm one of the people that's going to like volunteer and be on the board mm-hmm. and all of those things. Well, you've and so heard, you've
0: heard my mantra, everything worth doing is worth overdoing.
2: <laughs> no, would <laughs> you like it. But that, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or like that. I'm the one that will get voluntold and be like, yay. <laughs> so I, so, I mean, yeah, now I, I, um, cause one of the questions I guess, you know, you guys had sent was about spiritual gifts. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I truly believe that because of the fact that I am like very authentic and I'm able to be comfortable like sharing things with people, mm-hmm. that that is one of the things also that I do not just to, you know, like to my own horn or whatever, but because of the fact that I, I believe that so many people need to hear things like this and, um, you know, that it's a lot of times, again, like people have those same notions of of going to a church or Christianity or what Christians are like that I did, where it's like this uptight and, you know, you are not allowed to question and, you know, you're you're supposed to be quote unquote perfect. Mm. and um and so it's like you know being able to show people that now through different things that i'm doing with being able to um like organization is one of my my huge things so you know being able to like organize plan like lead small group at church um and then now i'm very involved with a ministry called haven of love which Mm. which is um which is um actually with one of the one of the parishioners at, um, at Dallas Bible church, he's on the board for Haven of love. And he, um, he was the one who had talked to me about the ministry. And so it's specifically for women that, you know, have like gone through, um, like drug situations, you know, and have, or maybe have just come out of jail. And, um, you know, so a lot of, a lot of that things where I can, you know, kind of relate to some of those things and, um, you know, just kind of where they are and that they really just want this hope. But the fact that they, you know, they need to understand that the hope doesn't come from anything in this world, mm-hmm. that the hope just comes from Jesus sure. and being able to rest in that. And so the really the um so I always do a word of the year instead of doing like a vision board or something mm-hmm. like that. And so my word for this year is abide. Um, which ties into this because I, because what I realize is that like I tend to still fall back into that trap of um, you know oh my gosh okay like did I perform yes like okay and especially when it comes to the kids okay you know so it's like okay well how yeah. the are they, is they doing
0: perform. do you feel like <laughs> That's
2: my word of every year <laughs> and so it was um it was it was interesting because I picked that word in December um and I read this book that was the ruthless elimination of hurry. Mm-hmm. Great book, and mm-hmm. so um yeah, read it if you haven't. So I had pi- I picked that word based upon that book, and I thought that that was you know we're going to be great right going into this year. And so then now I'm in the the women's Bible study this summer, and lo and behold, like the passage that I picked to study out of John. Um, 'Cause there were different passages we could choose. Like so Kristen gave us a word that we she wanted us to do a word study on based upon the passage we chose. And the passage that I chose, guess what my word was? Abide. Yes.
1: Weird how God right? does things like that.
2: Exactly. My
0: second guess was perform. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kristen what would we be like, no. <laughs> so, so yes. Yeah, so what I thought was interesting about this, and um, so I wrote this down, is that in in Greek, the with the word abide or remain is minnow. and so it actually, you know, of course, you have like okay, waiting for somebody, the, the standard kind of definitions of abide. But the two things that I really like that I did not know that it meant is to fa, I'm sorry, is to not become different. And so, and so, what that means to me is, you know, because we're being called to abide in God, because this this is the passage about, um, you know, the the vine and that we're grafted into the vine. And so, um, the the fact that I, I love that is like, okay, so like, again, you know, just like you had said, like we're we're citizens first of heaven, you know, not of this world. And so it's like God is calling us not to be different from Him. So you know, like, we're we're called to like walk in those steps. <laughs> 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 exactly, my brother is really good at abiding. <laughs> So it was so, so I love that where it's like, okay, we're not, we're not being called to hmm. conform to this world. Like, we know we're being called to follow so closely in the steps of Jesus and, and to, and to abide in that. And then the second thing it talked about was that it stands for to stand fast in battle. Hmm. And, and I also love that because, you know, again, kind of going back to my past and the anxiety and everything, like, notice it does not say, to pursue somebody in battle or to like fight in battle. It's just to stand fast in battle. And so again, this abiding is this, okay, we're, we're called to stand, like we're called to rest in God and then he fights the battle for us Mm -hmm. and he goes in front of us and he's already been there and he's been behind us and he's beside us and all of those things. And so, and I just love that so much because it's like, okay, so like now my identity gets to be to rest in God and, like, the overwhelming abundance and love, like, he has for me, even though, like, I've done nothing to deserve. Like, I've done, like, the opposite to deserve it. Mm. Um, you know, but the fact that, like, that is now my identity and my calling, I mean, like, that's totally changed my life. It feels like freedom. Yeah.
0: I, for some reason, here's an edit alert. For some reason, that story is kind of making me think of, like, Elijah and the Prophets of Baal. hmm And, um, like...
1: I too could reference that story. I think you will remember the story,
0: but at, like at the pro- they're they're like they're basically in a showdown, mm-hmm. and it's like who's got oh, is, yes. mm-hmm. is better, who's got is better, and um, the prophets of Baal are like whipping themselves, they're crying out, they're like you know like mm-hmm. doing all this stuff, and um, and you know nothing happens, mm-hmm. right, and um. Mm-hmm and and then elijah like they're trying to get like basically to light an altar mm-hmm. like a, a, with fire like that for it to rain down from heaven and so uh, the prophets of baal are are calling on baal and he doesn't he doesn't do anything and and elijah in his sarcasm he's like Maybe he's on vacation. Maybe he's
1: sleeping. <laughs> like I really do love some <laughs> biblical sarcasm. I know, I'm I'm really like, do.
0: Ca- talk louder. Maybe he's on vacation. Right. I'm like that is like one of the translations. I'm like, <laughs> i love it. And then uh, you know when it, when Elijah when Elijah it's Elijah's turn. He's like, pour some water on it. Mm-hmm. Now pour
1: some more. More. Make a river around how, it. How
0: about a whole, a whole lot more? And then and then just. Poof, Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but anyway, it's just this, uh, this idea that like, we're just standing firm. We like, it's Elijah's not doing a lot. He's not, he doesn't have himself. a lighter. He, he doesn't, he not have a lighter. He's not, he's not dancing a mm-hmm. jig. He's just, he just, do he thing. just, just do your thing. And when I was thinking about that, it made me think of my first trip to the American airline center and I was new okay. to Dallas, <laughs> and I was new to Dallas, and a lot of things are bougier in Dallas than they are in Bossier City, Louisiana. No. You might Go not figure. guess that. <laughs> Yeah, right, like even the Kroger's here, it's like, it's different than back home. Mm. The Kroger's
2: have jewelry stores in them here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's fancier here, and so I went to the American Airlines Center for a basketball game, and um, I went into the bathroom, and I could not get the sinks to work, and um, so and
1: happy.
0: so I was in there by myself, oh and gosh. it was like, they were like automatic sinks, but for whatever reason, like I was not.
2: Um, we don't have them down in Bozier.
0: We didn't have them <laughs> in Bozier then. This was like circa two thousand. Okay, mm, they in were my newish. Offense, they were new. They were newish, and I'm like, I, I cannot. I don't know what's happening. And then I had this like epiphany. Like, I was thinking they were a motion detector. I'm no good at motion detecting sinks, by the way, still to this day. But I was thinking that was my first thought. But then when I my motions weren't making the water come out, I was like, oh, maybe they're voice activated.
2: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: this brings me a lot of joy.
0: <laughs> and I was alone. Oh my but gosh. when I But when I decided that they were voice activated... <clears throat> What did you say? People started walking into the bathroom, and with great confidence, like like Elijah calling on the ancient of days, <laughs> with that level of confidence, <laughs> I said, "Pour!" <laughs> oh and lo and behold, did they pour? And there was also a hand gesture
1: that <laughs> went with "pour." <laughs> American Airlines Center manager. <laughs> if you have some security camera footage of women's right. restrooms, which you shouldn't, but if you do. From circa 2000. Right, right. 23 years ago, oh, we would that's love for great. you to poor, poor. share. Yes. That is so great. I love
0: that. I know. And, 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 then, and then the lady next to me that walked in. She's like, I think it's just your hands. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you were able to stand <laughs> a little more confidence than just any in the American hey, no, I was in
0: bathroom. confident. Oh, okay. it just, well, that's wrong. She was very confident. Yeah.
1: It's a lot more delivery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most high came came through a little more than the motion dete- d- detector sinks. Yes.
2: Although, speaking of motion detector stuff, okay, I'm like, I don't know if this is only me, but there's that one paper towel dispenser at DC. Oh, DBC it's the worst. I can never get crunchy, that. Crunchy, go to Crunchy, that crunchy, one. crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. I don't crunch. even mess. No, it just doesn't work. There's the one closer to the door. It works better. <gasps> Thank you. Okay, That's it's not one of them
0: crunches all the stuff in there, and then it doesn't.
1: Come I don't out. know. I don't even go to it
0: anymore. Yeah. I mess with that. Yeah,
2: one. yeah. Oh my god, I'd rather wear my my dress or something. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well, yep. is there anything you wanted to share with us that we didn't talk about tonight?
2: So, well, I guess definitely prayers for uh, mm-hmm. my daughter and I are leaving for a mi- the missions trip with DBC oh. this Saturday your daughter's going yes
1: oh wow
2: yes yes we're going to guatemala so to los lomas mm. with with the team with um brian Rodava and the team and are so, any other kids going or is she the no only she's one? the only one
0: and your your spanish double major will come in handy
2: i know i i remember un poquito <laughs> yo tambien <laughs> i was a
1: hispanic studies minor in college
2: Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Donde esta el baño? Yeah. We got that to unlock. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely, you know, prayers for that. Me llamo I think...
0: Jessica. hmm
2: yes, yes, <laughs> Good job.
0: God. That's
2: it. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> That's all
1: I got. So, just prayers for the success of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Truck. And I think that um, for me, you know, I guess, you know, being, getting, like, further into my faith, even though I, mean, I haven't been a Christian for, I guess, that long. I mean, it's been, what, maybe, like, four years. But, again, you know, I kind of dove in and you know I know I've done like Torah and Hebrew study and <laughs> you know I love to you know study the the original words and things like that in the Bible and but um, I think for me it's staying centered on that abiding and to make sure that you know anytime I'm doing studies like this or delving into something or you know do, leading small group or whatever it is it is about me learning more about God's character mm. and how he wants to use me um, instead of it becoming more of an academic pursuit. Because I think mm. that, again, with my personality, that's easy to happen. And um, so, you know, it's kind of like I always want to make sure that I'm I'm focused on that.
1: Right. The heart of God. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I tell clients all the time, two things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it, and it can be true that God uniquely created your brain. Mm-hmm. To, to want intellectual knowledge. Yeah. To to want, to to desire that. He did not create, you know, for example, my brain <laughs> that example. way.
2: She's so pointing to herself. I think, <laughs>
1: yes. but I, th- I think that that can be a, a great, like, mm-hmm. that you want to know the
2: Hebrew word.
1: Yeah. Um And what it means and do a little deeper dive. And mm-hmm. also
2: that that doesn't negate from you abiding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I would just say that for me and, you know, for anybody that's, or you know, for anybody that's seeking as it's, you know, if you, if you're, if you feel like burdened and you feel anxious and like there, there is hope, you know, and then there is mm-hmm. another way that's outside of yourself that is so much easier. Um, Well, okay. Simple, maybe not easy. <laughs>
0: right. Well, I always say the solutions to our problems are usually simple, but simple is not the equivalent to
2: easy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Aim into that. Mm-hmm. Team yes. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: and so a few weeks ago, um, I was serving with the kids, and Kat Armstrong was giving the little kid talk. And she I took a picture of it. She made the cutest little board on the whiteboard. She wrote all these different things. And one of the things that she wrote to the kids is, you are God's dream come true. Mm. And I feel like that's, I mean, that's true of all of us. Mm-hmm. It's so true for you and that... Like just the story of your life mm-hmm. is God's dream come true that He wanted you that He wanted you on His team that He wanted you to abide and be able to be still and free yeah from working and striving and all of the things like trying to find your identity
2: mm-hmm. in whatever the
1: world had to offer
2: yeah and the and the cool thing is that once the more that you do abide. And then the more it's you emptying yourself out, you know, it's like, you know, I usually explain to people like, you know, if you empty out draining. the water bottle, right. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's like, okay, but then that's what allows, you know, God to, to fill you and the Holy spirit to fill you. But then that's that, but then ultimately that's what allows your light to shine out. Mm. And so, um, you know, probably like one of the best compliments I've ever gotten was that, um, actually my, my mom, when um, my parents came into town, they, cause they still live in, you know, the the, the three Bears North Carolina mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so they had um they they came out I guess it was last year when yeah when uh, my daughter and I both got baptized at church well my husband did as well and uh, which oh yeah by the way is hilarious because he's six seven and when Kristen tried to dunk him, <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Tight squeeze. <laughs> um but yeah, so when so they had come out to to witness the baptisms and everything and then unfortunately my mom ended up falling down the step at our house mm-hmm. and she ended up breaking her pelvis and her arm. Oh, oh gosh. My heavens. And which yeah, which was which was horrible. And so she ended up having to stay in the the rehab hospital here in Texas. They were here for like a month. Um but um Oh my gosh no I forgot what was it going on that story. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Do they, have they seen
1: your transformation and and have you shared with them your oh beliefs yeah, now? yeah,
2: definitely. I mean they, yeah, they they've seen a huge transformation and and well, and it's funny because my parents are not Catholic anymore either. Um, they, they go to a Bible church out Mm in North Carolina, which is actually funny. It's like huge, like way bigger than DBC, even though they live in a smaller city. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, 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 um, they're very, and now they, they're very much more into the Bible and, Mm. you know, studying and everything more than, you know, when we were growing up. And Mm so it's been kind of cool to, you know, I guess like have that journey simultaneously, but like to get, you know, but apart and, um. Yeah, so I don't know. I forgot where I was where I was going with the original That's story. That's the
0: story of my life. Is my, <laughs> I, in fact, I think last week on on the episode we were recording, I actually audibly like whispered out loud while I was I said, "Why am I telling?"
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I just lose the thread. Oh, remember that. I remember what it was. Okay, I said about Got the compliment somebody gave me. Okay, mm. so we're at the hospital. That's why I had to tell that part because I, they were like, "Why would you be at a hospital?" Um, okay, so we're at the hospital, and after that, my mom was like in the ER, and so one of the nurses that was checking on her and whatnot, you know, like literally came up to me and said, "You know, oh my gosh, like I can see, um, like Christ's light coming from you," mm. and I was like, "I mean, like literally, I mean, had seen me like you know two seconds." And, you know, obviously this is like a harrowing situation because my mom is, you know, randomly fell and is like, you know, in a lot of pain and all that stuff. And so that, but yeah, that would, that was like the best compliment that somebody Mm -hmm. could have given me. And so I think that, um, my, my spiritual mentor always says that we are swimming like in a sea of darkness and then, you know, whatever, like we as believers can be like that little, you know, pinpoint or like a ray, ray of light for somebody, then, you know, we need, we need to be that, like we need to stand Mm -hmm. strong and do that. And I think that you know, that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, that that gives me that purpose where I can be like, Oh, like I don't have to go make this much money or, you know, my kids don't have to turn out this way or I don't have Mm -hmm. to live in the zip code. It's all about, okay, like, you know, can I just share a part of my story and be like a light for even just one person? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and can I, you know, just, I mean, be bold Mm -hmm. and, you know, just walk, walk in, in Jesus's sandals. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good prayer.
0: Well, Meredith, um, Laura and I both have just enjoyed so much getting to know you. Um, and we're so excited to share you on the podcast and we're so excited. Uh, so many people kind of have had a snippet of your story from the women's brunch last year, but just thank you for being so vulnerable and being so open. Um, it's, it's great, uh, for people to just to get to hear different voices and people from different Mm -hmm. backgrounds and how they came to know the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm sure there's other people out there that have a journey that's like yours. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to know when you have a kindred spirit out there. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Well, we, we appreciate you and are so grateful that you chose to join us on Embarrassment of Riches.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.